Ah, the 1970s. A decade that everybody said, if you weren't there, you don't understand. And trust me, when you see some of the products that came out of the 70s, you might have had to been there to understand why they would have even done that. Or what people were thinking. But the 70s also stand for a point in time when something very unusual started showing up in the aftermarket world. And even car companies were jumping on the bandwagon to join this movement. Homer Simpson, in one select episode, wanted to become friends with the guys who created the second base mobile. But unfortunately, their strobe light and a waterbed and a van didn't let him in as he slowly moved up as the strobe light went off and then mysteriously wound way back out after they didn't accept him. Vans. Today we are talking about the aftermarket vans and how Chrysler has stumbled upon a new niche within this product range. AutoWorks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. himself, coming to you from our host site over at podbeam.com and on our very own website, www.autolux.net. Big or small, we have them all. Corporate links to car companies from around the world, inclusive of our end-of-the-year rating system and every single podcast we have ever created inclusive of a few videos from back in the day. Today we're taking a look at how Chrysler has seemed to have stumbled upon a brand new niche, a brand new part of the automotive world that nobody ever even thought of. And as we talked about in the intro, vans have been in the customizing world since the 70s. Everybody wanted a van. Hell, if you watch that 70s show, even Kelso wanted a van. Winding up with a cool microbus, but he wanted a van you could put a waterbed in, strobe light, good stereo system, a little mini fridge. You could just chill out in there with the girls or guys, depending on what you're into. That's what they were into. That was the 70s. This went into the 80s. People kept on doing this. Even today in the Japanese, market, vans are still a big part of the world. Japan and Europe seem to be the only nations in the world still going after the aftermarket scene for vans. Take a look at it. You got a Volkswagen Caddy Sport, the Ford Transits, Toyota Roomies, and Honda and Boxes are just to name a few of some of the aftermarket vans out there in the world. They come from subcompact, compact, minivans, cargo vans, passenger vans. It doesn't matter. There's aftermarket versions of them. But in North America, we don't allow that. We have these gussied up versions. And it seems that the only two companies out there willing to still accept minivans as a viable business are keeping on to them. Both Chrysler and Toyota still have sport models. Now, the XSE models from Toyota, I wouldn't really consider an actual sport model. It's just a slight sport appearance package. But Chrysler, on the other hand, still keeps the Model S. Yes, they have the Pacifica S. They've had the Town & Country S. Now, Chrysler has the Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid S. Moving in to a partial electric future, Chrysler is moving into the aftermarket world of hybrid vehicles, something that nobody else has even considered. Nobody has ever considered jumping in and creating an aftermarket Prius or an aftermarket Insight or an aftermarket Volt. They're just hybrids. You want to do it to save the world. You don't want to do it to look cool. People are already into it with Teslas. Hell, they're even adding fake exhaust pipes to Teslas with fake exhaust notes to Teslas for 
electric vehicles. And here's Chrysler bringing back something that's old. Yes, Chrysler has been in the performance game of minivans and just vans and all since the 70s. Back in the 70s, they had this, the B100 street van. Came off the factory floor painted looking like that, trying to get that van culture into their products because vans were big sellers. Now with the rise of the minivans in the 1980s, Chrysler again saw this. And with the help of Carroll Shelby, they thought, hey, why don't we add a turbo to a Dodge Caravan? Put a stick shift in a turbo in a caravan and somebody can have a performance minivan. Oh, amazing idea. Unfortunately, people who buy minivans, especially in the 80s and 90s, were only using it to move their families around. That was back in the day when parents didn't really care. We were driving things like the freaking Buick Regals, those boxes on wheels, a standard vehicles for the roads. We didn't really care about the coolness. If you want to be cool, you bought a cool car. You didn't make your car cool, you bought a cool car. Well, those things started changing by the late 90s and early 2000s. Yes. With the rise of the aftermarket scene, with the influence from the Fast and Furious franchise, even vans were starting to become cool and people seeing with the advent of the internet Japan's van culture these amazing looking things they go all out on their vans and then a little company called MSRT showed up and showed us that you could turn a Ford Transit Connect or just a standard transit cargo van into something cool. You don't just have to have that cool rally focus. You could tow it to the track with your rally-inspired transit van. Looking cool. Looking good. You can go drop the kids off at school and still feel good about it. Because by the late 90s and early 2000s, people didn't want minivans. We don't want to be associated with minivans anymore. They're not cool. Look at Fast and the Furious 7. When Paul Walker is dropping off his kid at school, he's doing it in a van. The guy of freaking drives a Nissan Skyline driving a van. Wouldn't it be cool if he was dropping them off in an MSRT Ford Transit instead? That would have been better. But in North America, we don't have these. Chrysler has always seen a market in this. For the longest time, they have had the caravan turbos. They've even had RT versions of the caravans. Sport influence, full body color, you know, kind of give you that image that, you know, it is somewhat cool. No, they weren't. Well, with the rise of the aftermarket scene, products like the Honda Odyssey and Toyota Sienna, or even the Toyota Toyota Privia became aftermarket specialties. People started customizing these things. People started making them look cool. So, some people wanted something that looked good and went fast. Chrysler, again, being one of the biggest in the minivan business, made the Caravan RT a standard product range. Had the Chrysler Town & Country S as their sport range. They wanted to go after those people that wanted a sport appeal on their van. I was on a trip to Quebec City once, and I saw a guy driving by in a Honda Odyssey dropped, like dropped to the tits on the ground big chrome wheels fully blacked out like he tinted the lights everything like this thing it was an odyssey well 2012 odyssey it but it looked good you know you see those things in the parking lot they look like crap they're, they're boring it's a van this guy had a drop down and it said his license plate even was dad's toy so dad was forced to buy a minivan so dad made his minivan look good chrysler knows people still want to buy minivans but people like me don't want to buy them because i don't look good in them we have all seen the srt hellcat version of the Pacifica on the internet floating around and all in the hopes that Chrysler is actually going to build one. There are rumors that they've considered it because of how big the Pacifica nameplate is. And now with PSA owning them, there's a possibility that this might come out. It would be really cool, but when I see those Pacifica S's and Pacifica Hybrid S's out in the road with a little bit lower stance, larger wheels, more blacked out accents, I start thinking to myself, maybe a van isn't so bad. You know, I love my RAV4. 
a four, but even a Sienna XSE is starting to look pretty good. Starting to give me that appeal that, hey, maybe, just maybe, I can drive a van and be cool. Now, I did drive a van while I was on vacation in Alberta, and I did have a Toyota Sienna. You got lots of room in it. It was great when it rained, and we could have a picnic inside the van, but I did not feel cool in it, no matter how high up and how good I could see around it. Hell, my freaking truck, I could see everything around me, and I still feel cool in it. Drive my wife's car, it's a little different, but I want to look good. Now, Chrysler has known that this market does exist, and the Pacifica S did come out. Ever since the Pacifica came out, they had the S appearance package. A little bit of wider wheel flares, blacked out, completely blacked out accents and logo with blacked out five point rims. If you add some lowering springs to this thing, a front splitter, this thing could be even better. But Chrysler knows that. And they knew people were willing to buy that Pacifica S appearance package. There are dads and moms like myself and my wife out there looking at these things going, I don't want a minivan. We have a friend with a minivan. She loves it. But she's not like us. We're the people who like to have custom cars. We like to be different. We like to have things that make us feel good about driving. When I first got my Borrego, I did not feel good about driving it. Then I added aftermarket snow and mud tires to it with aftermarket rims. It started looking better. I tinted the lights. I did the hood. I blacked out the grill. Now I drive it and I feel like, like I'm cool. Like I'm, And it's not much. It's a small partial appearance package but chrysler has stumbled upon this even in the hybrid world hybrids why would you add an s performance package to a hybrid it seems weird but they did it and they also jumped in to the hybrid market chrysler knew that his minivan was its bread and butter the 300 is aging and the pacifica is the only new product in their staple they need to make money off of it especially if they want to prove to stellantis that they need to live past 10 years if they don't do that products like the pacifica may disappear i don't believe they'll disappear forever i believe the pacifica will probably just move back to being a caravan for dodge because how can you get rid of that and if it was made a dodge because the appearance of the pacifica looks like the caravans of the 90s we could do it but these hybrids chrysler has managed to push hybrids into vans something the competition still haven't done so they basically own this segment they own the minivan segment they've owned it for such a long time basically since it came out well since people started calling it because essentially the microbus is the first minivan for mass production the stout scarab is the actual first minivan but the microbus is the first mass produced minivan but it wasn't called a minivan it was the microbus caravan showed us that we could take everybody in and have us all set up and have all of our luggage with us made it more comfortable and easier being in a station wagon and with the pacifica being the bread and butter of the chrysler stable they need this thing to hit every single facet of the marketplace they can so they do they brought back the voyager name since they didn't want to add a dodge product in they now have the chrysler voyager which is the previous generation sold at a price point lower then you move into the pacifica then you move into the pacifica s performance package you can also move in to the Pacifica Hybrid and Pacifica Hybrid S. Now, everybody would have thought that's just genius just to add a hybrid to a minivan. They're already way better than their counterparts, the full-size station wagons from the 80s on gas. That's why they took over the marketplace. But adding a hybrid technology to it makes it better. Adding all-wheel drive to it? There's another thing that Chrysler stumbled upon, too. They said, why do we not just add all-wheel drive? People don't like front-wheel drive vehicles anymore. The generation that grew up with it, my generation, don't like them. Ugh. Look, my truck is rear-wheel drive only, unless I put it in four-wheel drive. But 
Front wheel drive? My car in a garage is a front wheel drive. It's a toy, so it only comes out in summer. But when I used to have to drive in the winter, I hated driving front wheel drive vehicles. God awful in snow. All wheel drive is what I wanted. In Canada, you can't get certain SUVs or CUVs without all wheel drive. Cadillac XT4 is not sold in Canada as front wheel drive. Only as all wheel drive. Because you'd be stupid to buy a front wheel drive CUV. It's like buying a two wheel drive full size pickup truck. It's just dumb. Chrysler did it. They put all wheel drive in their minivans. And now Toyota is falling suit. Toyota is playing catch up to Chrysler. Chrysler did the performance style. Toyota did the performance style. Chrysler did the hybrid. Toyota's now doing hybrid. Chrysler did all wheel drive. Now Toyota's doing all wheel drive. Honda's not jumping in the game, but Toyota wants that market share that Chrysler has. They own the minivan market. And with that, when you own the market, you want to make sure you're in every part of it. So Chrysler does that. They've discovered and opened up even more niches within the minivan marketplace than anyone else has ever done. Cup holders, dual sliding doors, rolling seats, easy access and easy remove seats, captain chairs in the back, all wheel drive minivans, turbo minivans, hybrid minivans, it goes on and on. And Chrysler is exploiting this new niche of hybrids and performance hybrid products to try and keep themselves alive, to prove to Stellantis that they need to be here, that they're worthy of being part of the corporation. So in the end, did Chrysler really stumble upon a new part of the automotive marketplace? Of course they did. They helped build the minivan marketplace. People had thought about hybrid minivans a long time ago, but nobody had ever put it into action. Where Chrysler has now done that and has gone one step further and made a performance model of that hybrid. Sure, it's just an appearance package. It doesn't create more power, but it gives people like myself the illusion that this product is cool enough for me to own and me to drive. Whereas in my mind today, I am now considering one of these and adding it onto my maybe list for the Autolux best of cars. So if you like this podcast, please share, like, or comment on one of our many social feeds, Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, or share through those feeds a link to our website with your friends and comment and tell them what it's about, what our podcast is about, and what our site has. From big or small, we have them all corporate websites from around the world on our corporate links page. And if you're looking to to rate vehicles or read about some ratings check out the rated portion to rate vehicles check out our home tab at the top where you'll also find links to children's books and music videos about cars autolux podcast bringing the automotive world together i am your host as always the doctor to the automotive industry telling you to strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride chrysler and its minivans are gonna keep bringing us on